Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dallin's Discussions. I'm your host, Dallin, and with me today, I have a have a very special guest, my youth pastor, Preston Marino. Hey, hey, it's awesome to be with you today. Awesome to have you, man. Uh, so, this. can you give like a like a, like an introduction for yourself while I get my questions ready? Uh, yeah, I guess I can go ahead and do that. So, my name is Preston Marino. I am 24 years old. I'm a youth pastor at Faith Tabernacle. Um, also, sell furniture at Rustic Furniture Depot. Um, I have a wonderful wife named Kimberly. And, yeah, exactly. Can't forget her there. <laughs> Get in trouble for that one. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much me. Yeah, that reminds me. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode, Rustic Furniture Depot, <laughs> the official. <laughs> nah. uh, that's awesome. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so Preston, you. How do I word this? Um, you. You're a sports guy. That, that's how I word it. Yeah, um, definitely. I love sports. So, like, which sport would you say is your favorite out of all? Probably basketball, right? I would definitely say basketball. Okay. Pretty pretty easy question. Um, yes. So, when, when you saw that James Harden was going to the Nets, what was your reaction? Oh, my goodness. I, I'd kind of – so, I'd seen some, like – reports and stuff like that on ESPN about the possibility of it and I thought man that's crazy that'd be pretty insane uh, and then I saw it happen and honestly like my first response was well it's over <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's so many great players on one team uh, but at the same time they do all like like to have the ball a lot so not sure if it's gonna work great yeah but yeah that was kind of my first initial thoughts on it so like I, i'm not really a sports guy i think that's a pretty obvious statement if you ever <laughs> met me in real life but uh, like whenever i saw that james harden's going to the nets i was like yeah. yes yeah was like, like even i know that, like that's a great thing to like yeah, have no, for him, sure. and, uh, him and katie on the same yeah. team man it's yeah, that's pretty crazy. It is. It is. It's <laughs> beautiful for the bash. Well, it's it's great for them and bad for everybody else, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. So, so going into this uh, this next season, yeah, like what are you? What what's your team? Like, what are you going with? So I am a homer. So I'm I'm rooting for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, they've got a pretty solid team. They're they're not like just being honest the best uh, out there, <laughs> but they're really good, uh, really good for sure. And have uh, some. I mean, Luca, he's MVP uh, candidate this year. Super awesome player, without a doubt. Yeah, uh, and only in like his third year in the league. So I mean, uh, you know, definitely pretty impressive second third year in the league. And uh, putting up numbers like that is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, wait, so wait, wait. You said he's he's been in the league for three years. So, I said three, and then I'm just gonna be honest with you right here. I can't remember if it's two or three right now. So, 
I know that's terrible. I think it's three though. So I mean, like I think this Denny is his third season. The walking yeah, exactly. Denny would Denny would be able to tell us right now. So. He probably knows like the exact like like hospital that he was born. Yeah, in. exactly. He's like, yeah, he is from this part of Slovenia, and his mom and dad's name are Susan and Joe. That, that, was, that was a great combination of names, Preston. Thank you. I appreciate it. It sounded <laughs> really Slovenian to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's well, great. you know, I mean, yeah, I've got nothing right there. <laughs> that was just the first thing that came to my mind. So, so, so you're going, you're going with the Mavericks this year? Yeah, I, I mean, now are you saying like as far as who I'm rooting for or who I think is going to win? No, who you think is going to win? Like, oh, who do I think is gonna win? Yeah, because um, like, because so, I, I want the Mavericks to win, but I don't yeah, think they're going doubt. to. No, I probably I hate it, but I probably don't think they're going to either. Um, honestly, so I would probably have to go with the Lakers, and I hate that <laughs> because <laughs> the Lakers are like. I don't know. They're the team that everybody either like loves or hates. Like yeah. nobody's just okay with the Lakers. They, they either love them or hate them. And that's you know same thing with like LeBron. He's on the Lakers, and so everybody either loves or hates LeBron. So, but they won last year, and uh, I don't know. To me, they're the best team in the Western Conference, and in the Eastern Conference, like you do have the Nets that have James Harden and Kyrie and KD um, but I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to get their chemistry down quick enough to to make it happen you know so yeah, yeah. that's me though. what so, is your prediction honestly I really I want them like I think the Nets have a really good chance yeah for sure um I'd say either the either the Nets or whatever team Zion's on I don't even know <laughs> I don't know. Like, I really want him to to win. Yeah, no, for sure. He's like a walking human tank, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that plays basketball. He's he's an he's an absolute unit. There's no oh other way to word it. Like, he is almost as buff as I am. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Okay, okay, buddy. <laughs> so, while we're on the topic of basketball, I have to ask yeah. you. LeBron or Michael Jordan? Oh, you're gonna go there, are you? I have uh, to. I, I'm, I'm gonna say for me, Michael. Um, and like honestly, so I'm from the generation that is like, I didn't watch Michael play growing up. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he he stopped playing in the early 2000s, so I wasn't really watching games and stuff like that keeping up with it or anything back then so but like for me whenever it comes down to it just like reading watching highlights stuff like that uh, about him he like one of his quotes that I think is really cool is he he said I never lost a game I just ran out of time and so like you know like this super like will to win like basically you know if you give me enough time I'll get it done uh, he was undefeated in the finals, whereas LeBron, you know, has a losing record in the finals. <laughs> so, and I mean, like, he's been 
I think LeBron's been like 10 times versus Jordan only went six times. So, I mean, like, LeBron is without a doubt phenomenal. But, like, how you know? many of those six times has he lost? Uh, so, Michael won all six times. Jordan, sorry, Michael Jordan won all six times. Yeah, uh, LeBron, out of that 10 times that he's been, I think he's won, like, three or four. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's won four because he won two with the Heat, one with the Cavs, and then he just won one with the Lakers. So, I mean, but you look at, like, I mean, that's 40%, you know what I mean, versus 100%. So, <laughs> so that's just me, personally. No, I, I, I agree, though. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because... You know, whenever I was growing up, I was like, oh my goodness, Michael yeah. Jordan, Michael Jordan. Right, exactly. And I don't know, it's, it's sort of a, I don't know, I think when they, like, both of them at their peak, uh-huh. I think Michael would, like, take the cake without a doubt. Oh, yeah, just, without just a doubt. Just one-on-one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, to me, it's pretty crazy, the stuff that he did, like, like, you're talking about Zion Williams being an absolute unit, like, LeBron is like pretty much an absolute unit too like he's like huge like six foot eight six foot nine like big huge muscled guy and like michael jordan while he was like you know tall and and muscular like he wasn't built like those guys Yeah, yeah you know and so to be able to do the things that he did and that's you know i mean it's not lebron's fault that he's (laughs) huge (laughs) yeah let's let's like Try to be a little bit, you know, smaller and, and you know, that way LeBron, you look better. LeBron, we're, we're getting, like, a lot of negative, like, like responses to you being such a good athlete. Can you just, like, hunker yeah, exactly. like, down whenever yeah, you play? Like, that'd yeah, be awesome. can, you, can, you, can you put on a few pounds, you know what I mean? Like, maybe, you know, wear some shoes that make you shorter somehow. That would be great. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what? You didn't know that's a thing? Wait, is that? No, it's not. That's like impossible. <laughs> no, it's okay. not a thing. You, you actually... <laughs> All right. Had you questioning a little bit right there? Yeah, just, just yeah. Sadly, <laughs> that's like my goal in pretty much every conversation I have is to make make somebody question something that is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> well, let's hope that that doesn't happen anymore. Um, <laughs> this, uh, so I, I really wanted to. So whenever like I, I first started talking about this podcast. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, basically, like, the first night, like, I thought about it, I, like, I told you about it, and I was like, Who would you be interested in coming Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I remember I walked up, and y'all were talking about it, you and some of the guys there, and I was like, what are y'all talking about? And you said you were talking about a podcast, and you're like, would you be on it? And I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome. I think it's super cool. Yeah. I mean, I do too, you know. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. why you're doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. question for yeah, you. Just so I can have that, like, on my resume, like, whenever, like, I apply for jobs, like, yeah, I have a podcast, you know, this is whatever. So, like, but really, though, what made you want to do a podcast? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. Uh, yeah. Brad, like, yeah. Brad started one, and I was like, oh, sure. yeah, that's pretty cool. And then he, like, yeah. showed me, like, what all goes into it, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. wow that could take up a lot of time which is something I have a lot of right now 
So let's let's do that. Oh, that's awesome. That's super so, cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Like the only reason I started this is because Brad gave me the. Because you got time. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's cool though. That like you've got people in your life. You know what I mean? That can, I guess, like inspire you and uh, not just inspire you, but also like walk you through things and and show yeah. you how to do stuff. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. really cool. Uh, yeah. I'm so thankful for like my mentors that I have right now. You being one of them. Yeah. The All right. That's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I feel too like it's a good, you know. I mean, like anytime you can learn something new, learn a new skill and stuff like that, it's always a good thing. So, 100%. like we live in a super technology-driven world, yeah, and that's definitely not going away anytime soon. Uh, so, you know, know, being Japan, I mean, all I'm saying. that is true, you know. So, but I feel like, you know, it's definitely, definitely not a bad thing to know how to do some editing and yeah. recording and stuff like that so it's really cool all right so this this next section i really wanted to get down to like like the really like the whole reason why i have you on this podcast is i was gonna ask yeah. you some questions uh because because you're a youth pastor right and like you're fairly new to youth pastor like you've been youth, youth yeah pastor for two three years yeah like two and a half years two and a half yeah okay and so like what are some things that you learned in the ministry that you wish you had known before you joined the ministry because like oh, i know man. you went to like obi and like they prepared you a lot right there's got to be some things <laughs> that you don't learn until you're like in it oh for sure so um like just to give you a little example one of the funniest things uh, brother johnson says from there at the church he uh like we'll be working up at the church mm-hmm. tuesday is our church work day so uh we'll be working up there at the church and we'll be uh like i mean vacuuming taking out trash uh, like today we were installing some lights yeah uh, we had christmas trees that were up so we took those down climbed up the stairs came back down Haul them upstairs, and uh, usually when we're doing something like that, Brother John's will be like, "Yeah, boys, and just think, there's guys at Bible school that think they're going to be preaching to thousands someday." <laughs> <laughs> and so, I would say like one of the things is just like the practicality of it all. Yeah. Like, so whenever you think of a pastor, like probably one of the first things that pops into your mind is. And we call him it preacher. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like like pastor preacher. Yeah. Like almost synonymous kind of deal there. Um but pastoring is so much more than then, just preaching. Yeah. yeah. And then In fact, like, like it's a small part of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's what you see them do. Um but definitely a lot of other things that, that factor into it just in the practical day-to-day, uh, you know, parts of life. Yeah. And so uh, another thing I would say is that, like, just relationships with people. Yeah. Um, so I think one thing that I've learned is that ministry is people. 100%. Um, so 
if you want to make a difference in somebody's life, if you want to have the ability to, uh, you know, you see somebody struggling mm-hmm. and you want to have the ability to encourage them or to help, you know, uh, guide them, mm-hmm. you know, help them to get on a better path, start doing better. Uh, you know, a lot of times we think, well, you know, you know, just preach to them or, or you know, just go up and, and pray for them go up talk to them you know these different things um but the relationships that you build is what gives you the ability to speak into somebody's life yeah you know um so i mean those are two uh some things i don't know if you want me to keep going on about other stuff i mean or yeah if there's if like if there's something. like any more that like like uh like first pops into your head okay so um yeah, like one other thing, just one huge thing that I learned is, um, so, and I, I can't remember who I was telling this to the other day, but you live your Christian life, right? And, you know, uh, supposed to be reading your Bible, supposed to be praying, yeah. you know, times of devotion, things like that. Um, as a young person, personally, growing up, like my devotional life was uh, definitely had huge ups and downs yeah uh, you know roller coaster kind of thing a lot of times where like there were times and moments where it was really good and you know uh, I remember like probably 13 years old like I read the Bible all the way through in one year uh, 12 years old somewhere around there uh, you know consistently in the word of God things like that um, but as I got into my older teens, especially, uh, you know, you get busy and, you know, social media, uh, yeah. you know, the internet, all those different things, like you start taking up time school even, you know, and, um, you know, my spiritual walk was something that, you know, I was going to church. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Sunday services, Wednesday service, Friday night for youth. So I was I was always around uh, the presence of God, but like being intentional is something uh, that is key. And as far as with ministering, one thing that I learned is that if you are going to minister, yeah. then your relationship with God must go to another level yeah uh, because what's happening is you're pouring out and so if you're going to be pouring out you know you can't just be taking it in at the same rate you were before because you know if you're if if you're getting one glass full every week but you're pouring out you know a glass every week and then at some point in there you're going to be empty you know and maybe you're pouring out a glass or, you know, maybe you're getting three quarters of a glass every week, you know. And so if you start pouring that out, all of a sudden you find yourself running empty. And then when you go to minister, you don't have anything to give. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, just to be completely honest with you, like, I remember times where, like, you know, going up to Bible school, having uh, opportunities to minister and stuff like that. But not necessarily having built up uh, you know my relationship with God to where it needed to be and moments where like 
I didn't feel like I was able to minister to the effect that I should have because I hadn't been receiving like I should have. Yeah. And it sounds crazy because you're like, oh, you know, you're preaching, you know, you're teaching, you know, you're doing all these different things, you know, and God's using you. You know, you should just be, you know, like on the top of the mountain. Yeah. Um, but Brother Snow, uh, whenever I interned with him before we became youth pastors, one thing that he always told me was there's the work and there's the walk. Yeah. And he said, if you get the work ahead of the walk, they'll both suffer. And so that's something that's definitely stuck with me. Yeah, I really, I feel, uh, going back to just a few minutes ago, whenever you're talking about, like, yeah. uh, whenever you get old, like, you get busier, you know, your time gets more constrained. I feel like for sure that that is worship in itself, is your time. Yes. Like, just Without setting aside a doubt. that time every every day you know yes. whether it be an hour or or like two hours you know it's, it's different for yeah everyone. but like that time is essentially your worship without a doubt like that is so uh, last few weeks you know uh, or two weeks ago was preaching about elijah and the sacrifice there on mount carmel yeah you know where the fire fell and to me time is one of the biggest things that we can put on that altar as a sacrifice to god yeah. 1000 percent. you know and he he definitely honors that i think too one of the things that i've learned recently so you know um like i like podcasts um you know i like i like listening to music i like I'm one of those guys that if I'm doing something, I like to have something kind of going on in the background kind of yeah, deal. Yeah. Um, and so, but like one thing that the Lord's uh, really like, I felt like impressed upon me here lately is using my, like what am I filling my spare time with? Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, like am I getting on Facebook? Or am I getting in the Bible app? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've got 10 minutes here. You know, Kim's fixing dinner or something. Or, you know, I'm, you know, doing this, waiting on, you know, this to get done or whatever. Uh, or I'm listening to something in the background, you know. And, like, you know, we talked about it just thinking about sports. You know, is there anything wrong with sports? No. But, uh, you know, I, like what what can so like what are you allowing to feed into your mind it's all about your priorities it is without a doubt no and I think too like with that one of the greatest tells is so like what do you think about whenever you're not like specifically trying to think about anything you know what I'm saying like like when your mind starts to drift like is my mind going to basketball or is my mind going to uh, a book or is my mind going to you know a song or is it going to food <laughs> yeah I, I, but like I feel you <laughs> <laughs> you know or is my mind going to the Lord you know yeah. what I mean like 
I think it's, you know, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And, uh, you know, I think it's a powerful verse that we overlook a lot of times that, you know, keeping our mind fixed on God fixes so many problems that we struggle with, you know. So. All right. So, yeah. so those are those are just some things uh, we kind of went on rest for there, but like, um, yeah, for sure. Some things that you wish you had known before you went to ministry, and so now I have some questions. What do you, what do you feel like gets like underpreached? I know this has been a topic with some of the guys uh, at the uh, OBI. They they were actually thinking about starting a podcast called Underpreached, and they were just gonna be like discussing these topics. What are some topics that you yeah. feel like don't get preached about enough? So, and this might sound kind of funny. Um, one thing that I feel like is underpreached is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Okay. So I think it's Paul that says, preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And not to say that there aren't you know what I mean? Like, I've heard plenty of messages about Jesus and his, you know, sacrifice on the cross. But honestly, a lot of times I feel like the cross is something and the sacrifice that, you know, the fact that he died for us um, is something that is maybe made mention of quite a bit, but not actually preached on itself. And that's the basis of our whole relationship you know um, I think a lot of times because we think of okay Jesus Christ and him crucified okay that's just a sermon for sinners but honestly um, you know whenever I start to get distracted whenever I start to lose my focus but then I think about man Jesus died on the cross for me yeah like like he took on the shame and he took on the suffering and he took on, you know, the all these different things for me. Like, and as somebody that's saved, that helps start bringing me back to my focus of where things need to be, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, you know, whenever I've got things going on in my life that I feel like are big problems and big issues, and then I hear, hey, Jesus Christ and him crucified. Man, like my problems start to seem a lot smaller <laughs> yeah. than they were before. You know what I mean? Like like and and with that, you know, like he took our sin. Like I think that right there is one of the most underappreciated things. It's never like mentioned. we we think about it's not. We think about it as commonplace because we've been around it yeah. so much. And, you know, I mean, like, even if you come from not a church background, once you get into church, like, pretty, pretty soon it, like, you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. Yeah. Yeah, it starts becoming normal, you know, but, like, that's the greatest miracle of all. Like, greater than a blind man being healed, greater than a lame man being healed, greater than Lazarus being raised from yeah. the dead. The fact that we who had no way to have uh, our sins forgiven in a relationship with God that God sent his son that Jesus God came down to earth became a man and died 
for our sins, knowing this this blows my mind, man. So God knows everything, yeah. right? So he's he's there on the cross and he knows the sins that Preston is going to commit. And he knows after I get saved, the sins that Preston is going to yeah. commit. And yet he still gladly does it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I Um, I think a lot of times we take ignorance for granted. Um, Yes. And I know pastors preach on do not be ignorant, but okay. Right. I'll probably rephrase that. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, like, I don't know if you've heard this or not. It's been recorded that, like, on average, like, throughout a whole year, like, a certain number of, like, spiders, like, crawl in your mouth, like, while you're sleeping or something like that. Right. Okay? Yeah. After I found that out, I didn't want to sleep. <laughs> okay? Yeah, Because right. before I knew that, <laughs> I was perfectly right. fine. <laughs> and, yes. and I, yeah, exactly. Ignorance is exactly. bliss. And I feel like... For sure. That, that's one thing that really gets people's attention whenever they like first become saved is like yeah. you know they have that that ignorance taken away from them or maybe right. not ignorance but like the that not knowing uh, just taken away from them yeah and then they they become so grateful and overwhelmed and that's why like whenever people first join the church and like they first get saved they're like all for yeah. it you know they're all for uh-huh. uh, like going out and being part of ministries but then like over time yeah. It loses its I guess like it yeah, it loses, it, yeah. It loses its like shine almost. And then yeah. it just becomes like, oh okay, it's you know, Jesus died for my sins. What do you But Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think something very interesting about what you said right there though. So like whether it's a like a pot or a pan or a vase or even like shoes talking about shining like it's something that you have to go back and shine up you know what I'm saying like the ability for it to shine is always there but it's whether you're willing to continue to put the work in to keep it in that condition or not and you know I think I mean too especially you know you grew up in church I grew up in church so, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was, I think I was five years old uh, when I got saved. So, like that stark difference of having been out in the world and then having that amazing moment, you know, like there, there's been struggles in my life. There's been times where I wasn't doing right and super thankful for the grace of God in my life but it's easy sometimes to think you know like I haven't never done drugs you know what I mean like I've never drank alcohol I've never you know been out in the world in those ways and so sometimes it's easy to take for granted you know the life that we live in the the sheltered um, environment that you know, our families being in church has yeah. provided. But that doesn't lessen the grace exactly. of God in me. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's that's an awesome thing. 
a lot a lot of people are like are yeah. always like I guess bashing protective parents and like yeah so like there's a line between protective parents and then overprotective parents and I feel like right everyone, for sure every every parent that like says no is classified as an overprotective but like I just right. like people don't think protective parents enough no without a doubt i think the only time they get thanked is like once you get out from under your parents most of the time the, the whenever people actually start to thank them is whenever they get older move out and they realize wow like they were protecting me yeah like they weren't <laughs> they weren't being mean they weren't trying to you know yeah yeah exactly like they were watching out for me and had my best interests at heart you know that's pretty awesome but uh yeah so so you want another topic yeah another okay so um I don't know I might have a few things one thing uh I know Pastor Tim has hit on a lot in like our Sunday school classes and stuff like that um, but the, honestly I haven't heard a lot of preaching about is spiritual disciplines so the things in the life of a believer that uh, draw us closer to God and our, our works that we do um, that uh, are putting our faith to action and um, you know it's easy a lot of times I think um, for preachers and as a preacher to preach on um, issues to preach on problems uh, to preach on like the symptoms or the things that are going on Um, but I have found personally so I can try to stop doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing, but unless I replace it with something else, you know what I mean? Then it's not gonna be a long time. I'm gonna fall back to that same thing. And I think, you know, like, I mean, honestly, prayer, like, like, yeah, we have altar call at the end of our services. Um, but the importance and the value of prayer you know and the fact that like if you make that a priority and allow it to start replacing some things in your life like it 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 can change everything you know what I mean Um, another thing I think and this may not be um, and any like sermon topic but just just before you move on to that yeah i have a for sure um, an illustration type idea for that so yeah like like how you said like whenever you like are are trying to like stop like doing something that like you know is bad you got you got to replace something like smokers with like nicotine gum yeah like yeah for sure we we as people are consumers and we're right. constantly consuming something it's either good or it's terrible like there's no like, absolutely yeah, there's and so 
in order to replace that bad, you have to have something that's equally right. as powerful. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah, I just, I just thought about that while you're talking. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, unless you put something else in its place, because that craving's there. You know what I mean? Like that craving is not gonna go away. So if you don't fill it with something that glorifies God, you know, like music, I think that's something that a ton of young people, you know, struggle with. You know, and so like, yeah, I love music. I love listening to music, but. If you just try to stop listening to worldly music and and you just yeah you know what I mean like if if don't listen to any music yeah. you know what I mean like it's, it's not like gonna work. it's not gonna take long for you to go back to where yeah. you were um, you know and so I do think too though something you said there kind of to me um, you know you said it's either really good or really bad I think was the word you used or something along those lines and I think drawing a line is so important Um, I know personally and something that I've seen in the lives of a lot of young people is something I mean really in my own life uh, as a teenager growing up in church that I struggled with was like the idea of so tell me where the line is that way I know how far I can go you know what I'm saying like like where's that as opposed to we're more focused on the line than on God yeah and if, that's good. if you get focused on how close I get to God then, then all of a sudden it doesn't even matter where the line is anymore because you're not going that direction you know what I'm saying like like when you start focusing on the line you're already in the process of backsliding but if you'll focus on God and drawing closer to him then you don't even have to worry about where the line is because you're you're heading in the opposite direction of the line yeah yeah that's, that's very profound. Um, <laughs> well, I don't get get told that very often, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. Th- those are some really good topics, man. I don't think I've heard a, a sermon preached on spiritual disciplines in a while, at least. Yeah, no, for sure. It's something that. Because, honestly, and, and this is something else um, that goes right along with that, but, like, the topic of self-sacrifice, and, and really, that's what all spiritual disciplines are, is some form of, of sacrifice. But, you know, that willingness to give up of myself so that God can be glorified. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've said a couple times here lately, but most people's relationship with God is about themselves. Yeah. 
but a, our relationship with God is supposed to be yeah. about Him. I, I feel like that's like what like you know, Christianity. I, I don't remember who said the the recently. Really, it might have been you actually, but uh, someone probably. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> some, someone uh, said that modern Christianity, or mo- most most parts of modern Christianity, have taken church and made it about themselves and uh yeah without a doubt it's it's sad honestly there, there's no it other is. way to word it but see no there's not i do think though so something that is super easy to do um and i think it happens more often than we'd like to admit so it's always easy to look and say, look what they're doing. And I, I've done it. Like I said, I, I'm, I've said before, you know, the modern Christian church world, without a doubt, has made their relationship with God more about them than about God. But how many times do I come into a service and say, Lord, what can like, you do for me instead of what can I do for you? Yeah, like, yeah, like, God, I need you to help me in this area. God, I need you to do this in my life. God, I need you to work in this area. God, do this. And, like, yes, God cares about the needs of our lives. He says, boldly approach the throne room of grace for which you might obtain mercy. You know what I mean? Like, like he tells us to bring our needs to him. So, there's not. it's not wrong to bring our needs to him. But at the same time, you know what I mean? Like, if... if if every church service I'm going into, it's about me and my problems, then I've lost sight of it. Um, you know, and it's easy to look and say, well, you know, I'm not doing what this church or this, you know what I mean? Like the mainstream church world is doing. Uh, you know what I mean? But like at the same time, God, help me to check my heart and make sure that I'm not just trying to one up everyone. I'm not else. allowing things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And because to me, the most dangerous thing is if we start to justify yeah. ourselves. You know, because the there's a verse in the Old Testament, I believe it is, it says, and it might be a well, I don't know exactly what it is, but it it says it's the little foxes that spoil yeah. the vine. And, uh, you know, it's those little things because we think they're not a big deal. We think, you know, it's not that big of an issue. It's not that bad. It's not that big of a problem. Uh, you know, everybody's got a couple of foxes. <laughs> what does the fox say? Um, <laughs> but if we allow enough of those things into our lives and all of a sudden it causes destruction and uh, gets us off focus and gets us off path and, and we look up and we say what happened well we allowed all these little things to come in you know yeah. and still still what God was doing in our lives uh, there's a there's a topic that I feel it's very very underpreached uh, and like yeah. I understand like sort of why it's underpreached but at the same yeah. time, it's very important, and I feel like it still doesn't get preached about enough. 
and that is the okay the um the the standard that we hold and like i i'm a thousand percent like understand no, like, why why it's not like a like a mainstream thing but i do right. feel like i feel like it needs to be talked about though yeah i feel like yeah yeah so no, 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 you go, go ahead. Like I feel like it's it's such a necessary thing, but it gets right. overlooked. I feel like quite a lot. Yeah. Um. So, the topic of a standard is something that's uncomfortable. Um, it's something that uh, people, honestly can easily get offended by you know and so when it comes to the topic of a standard sometimes it feels like uh, it's something that oh well that's either dangerous or that's you know something that uh, you know uh, to the the thought of well this person's got this idea of what the standard ought to be, this person's got this idea of what the standard ought to be, this person's got this idea of what the standard ought to be. Uh, But if you look in the Bible, uh, you find in the Old Testament that um, the Levites, which were Mm -hmm. the priesthood of God, um, they had priestly garments. And so, you know, there was something that set them apart from everybody else. Um, and I think that every part of our life should be an indication of our relationship with God and so um, you know just in the same way that um, there's different places that we wouldn't go you know what I mean like like not not going to a bar even if I don't drink I'm not going to go into a bar, you know? Um, and I'll be honest with you, um, too. So there's a standard of modesty. And I think another reason why it doesn't get talked about a lot um, is because on one side, it can feel like 90% of it is pointed at the lady. Okay, and so it's like, well, what about the guys? But modesty, so I think pride is something, um, pride is not modest. It's actually the opposite of modest, being modest. And yeah exactly I told you earlier in the week yeah, I like yeah. vocabulary I'm gonna be the last week or whatever so uh, it's just it's <laughs> I'm so proud of you I am profoundly proud of you right now oh, just so you know. <laughs> I profoundly appreciate that <laughs> um, but you know what I mean um, the other thing about it too is there's something about making that statement that solidifies things. And, 
you know, I remember, okay, being completely honest, all right? So, uh, and give me a personal example. I remember in high school, um, I went to a Christian school. Um, it was like a non-denominational Christian school. And um, I played sports, but one of the things that I didn't do was wear shorts. Um, that was something that, um, you know, I felt like, you know, a standard in my life and a standard in my family. And so, uh, didn't wear shorts. And I remember I was at practice one day and I had somebody come up to me and say, Hey, so why don't you wear shorts? And I was, I was probably 16. Okay. Um, and just being honest, 16 year old Preston wanted to fit in right <laughs> like like I'm like really like I'm already over here different and now you're gonna come and question me about why I'm different like really you know um, yeah exactly and I remember I made the statement well you know, my parents are just old-fashioned because it was easier for me to put off that difference in my life than to um, to claim it. Uh, but there's something powerful that happens whenever you are willing. Um, to set aside any area of your life and to say, God, I'm not ashamed of you. Um, You know, that's, that's a sacrifice. Just like we were talking about time earlier, a sacrifice on the altar. Like, right then, my pride... And I, I mean, I'm ashamed to say it, but my pride was more important to me than my relationship with God. Like, if you'd have asked me right then, would I have said my pride was more important to me? No. But my actions, yeah, exactly. And my actions are what um, showed the truth of my heart. And so, um, you know, words are easy. Actions, though, are the proof of where we're at spiritually with God. And so, um, you know, I think that uh, having that set-apart standard in our life is definitely something, um, you know, that's important. Definitely something that, uh, you know, is needed. Especially, you look at the world today and the lines are so blurred you know like there was a day and an age where uh, you know questions that I mean not even quite things that are taking place right now weren't even acceptable questions to ask yeah you know not yeah. that long ago and uh, 
you know, I think it's important that as as the people of God that we do our best to honor Him with every part of our life. Um, you know, and I know there's some people out there that'll say, well, it's not necessary. There's some people that are, that are out there that'll say, uh, you know, I know people. Um, that's that's a, a huge, uh, you know, thing that I've heard in the past as well. I know people that, you know, don't have that standard in their life and have a relationship with God. And you know what? I know people that don't have that standard in their life and have a relationship with God. But I also know that being willing, uh, on one side, being willing to make a sacrifice and uh, to again step away from that line rather than getting closer to that line is something that God always honors um, and also you know um, there's so working at a construction site what's something that they have you do one of the things they have you do is put on a yellow hard hat you go to a construction site I mean like if especially if it's like a government job I mean like there's there's requirements there's regulations uh, you can literally get in trouble for not wearing yeah. your hard hat and why because it's a protection yeah. to you and there's things that but like can you work construction without a hard yes. hat right but is it a better thing is it a safer thing? Um, is it even a required thing? Yes. You know, and so, um, yeah. I know that was your thought, and I. Hey, it's, it's it's about the guests. It's the took over the train it's there. The I apologize. So. Um, um, I think we have time for yeah. one more thing, and then we gotta sign off. Um, okay. So sure. I think I think this is going to be like a reoccurring question for like the end of the podcast. Um, what is yeah. one thing that you want to improve on yourself, like mentally, spiritually, physically, that you want to improve this year? So this okay. is terrible, okay? Because um, I listened to yeah. your first podcast with Nano. And I heard you say that this was going to be a reoccurring question. And I had the thought, okay, I know he's going to ask me to be on here at some point because yeah. we talked about this. I need to think of something. Think of that way I have this great prepared answer. I didn't think of anything. Uh, so I'm on the spot right now. Uh, but that's okay. So one thing this year, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, but... two things so first and foremost is to prioritize God um, more than anything else so like in our days we normally have different priorities right 
you may have three, four, five different priorities for the day. And some of those things are at equal levels. Some of those things are more important than others. And to make sure that God's not just a priority in my day, but that he is the priority. Like whether I'm going to work, um, whether I've got the day off and I'm just hanging out, whether I've got uh, Sunday church going on, you know, or youth service at night or whatever, um, make sure, like, the Bible says, do everything as un- under under the Lord. And so, you know, uh, if I'm up there cleaning the church, uh, if I'm at the store, furniture store, you know, working like for the glory of God, you know, um, and with Him as my focus and priority. Uh, another huge thing this year for me is as far as the youth group uh, I want to see the youth group begin uh, to live out their faith and and one of the huge ways I mean that is in ministry so uh, there's a million different ways to minister with the youth group and yes. we discuss this yeah yeah absolutely um, but see which is one thing I didn't ask but you actually minister every Friday come again okay because you run the sound <laughs> um, and that sounds crazy you know what I mean like some people are like oh you know but running if, if you've ever been somewhere where the sound was mm-hmm. not like good, <laughs> like, no, no like, no. you do an awesome job. You do. Um, you know, and, like, what, you know, one of the things I said earlier was that people is what ministry is. So, like, we had uh, that meeting, because I think a lot of times young people... Uh, need a practical push to get involved Um, and so you know leading songs taking up testimonies preaching uh, starting off services things like that Um, they're awesome things but you know each Friday night that that you or somebody else reaches out to a new person uh, makes it a point to make a connection that's ministry like that's ministry just as much as preaching the sermon that night um, and that's that's one of the things that my heart like in my heart I really want uh, this year for Faith Tabernacle Youth Group to start viewing themselves as ministers because that's what y'all are um, that's scary and that's something going back to like one of your first questions is what do I wish I would have realized before going into the ministry that I was a minister that's good like before you ever have a title before you ever have a position if you're a Christian you're a minister and so 
that's something I really want to see this year um, in the youth group. And so, all right, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. What is something that what? you've got, Dallin? Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Wait, what? Right, guys, that's, that's all the time we have. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I, I think I said this in the in the last episode, but uh, I wanna I wanna further and grow my relationship with God. I know it's 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 not what it should be, and it, I know it should be better. And uh, I'm trying to take the steps towards that. I started a uh, one of those like one year Bible reading plans. That's yeah. what I was gonna ask you. Uh, like, what's what? What's a practical yeah, yeah. step you can take towards that? And that's yeah. that's super I, awesome. I'll start doing so one of those. Cool. Um, that's awesome. The the thing about it though is I started it on the ninth, so like yeah, yeah, kind of catching up to do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the bad part about those one year Bible reading plans is like. If you get behind, it, it, it it's starts like, like it's like a snowball. <laughs> it just it gets yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. So one thing to challenge you with with that, and I know we got to go. Uh, and this up, right? This up. But I was talking to a couple of guys the other night. Make sure that every time you read the Word of God, that you. I know this sounds funny, but that you get something from it. So like. I encourage you like get a little journal or use the notes on your phone and every day from something that you read whether it's one verse whether it's one chapter whether it's like something that you feel like God speaks to you from what you've read because that's that's the purpose of reading the word of God it's not just to you know not just to like cross it off yeah yeah. process the words it's to apply it to our lives you know so and, uh, awesome deal. Well, thank you for having me on thank here, bro. You for coming on. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I was really surprised that you were like really for it. Oh yeah, I think it's super awesome. I think it's cool. I think you got like an awesome personality for it, and I think it's it's you something that's right up your alley. So I'm proud of you. <laughs> that's all right. You don't always know. You can't always see what other people see. Um, and, uh, but you're a leader, man. And you're awesome. And God's got great things for you. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that's all the time we have. Uh, all right. Would you mind like doing, you. doing the outro? Again, thanks for having me on here. Uh, uh, what's what's the outro? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, okay. Uh, well, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dallin's discussions or discussions with Dallin. So I'm not really sure which one it is. Uh, but thanks for listening here on this podcast today. Uh, be sure to tune in next time uh, for an awesome podcast with a great host. And we appreciate it. Mm-hmm.